0: So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Hey, my favorite listener, I am very excited to share this episode with you. I also want to start it off with a shout out to Laura Brandon, who is a band counselor in Wayways Capo, because when I was making a presentation there a few weeks ago, she quoted me saying healing is a lifestyle. And it's so funny because I think I say these things and I don't even realize what I'm saying, but But that's what this conversation is really going to be about today. I have a guest. I'm going to introduce her very, very quickly, but we're going to talk about emotional wellness. We're going to talk about the beliefs that shape us and hold us back and support us. But really, it's all about the inner work. So inner work, what is it? How do you do it? What's the point of it? My guest is Jill Featherstone. She's a Canadian-born Indigenous author, blogger, university professor, motivational speaker, workshop facilitator, and proud wife, mother, and grandmother. Jill says empowering our Indigenous young people is always on the forefront of whatever she's doing, whether it's workshops, speaking at events, or social media. She's always in search of ways to reach people on a larger scale, and blogging has allowed her to do that. She's the author of the recently published book, The Tale of Tiger Lily, which is the story of Tiger Lily from the Piccaninny tribe, but it's from an Indigenous view. I've read the book. It's an incredible book. So if you haven't read it, read it. It's a fun book. There's adventure. There's love. There's lots of surprises. It's such a beautiful book. I read it in two days, which is so not like me. I didn't want to put it down and I didn't want it to end because it was that great of a book. I was so impressed. And also, and I told Jill this, I felt so blessed as I was reading it that I could just text the author and just say, oh my God, I can't believe this book. It's so incredible. So I think Jill is fabulous. We've never met in person. We've only met online. I was thinking about that. I was preparing my notes, but we have found a lot of ways to connect, to work together and become friends. So thank you for being here, Jill. Thank you. I'm so excited to be
1: here. This is already my favorite podcast. I always look forward to Wednesdays. And as soon as I get up, I'm like turning the podcast on and I'm listening to it. And sometimes I forget that I have to be mindful if I have it on speaker and my kids are at home.
0: (laughs) 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 But I'm just like so eager to listen. So I put it on right away. Awesome. So well, thank you so much for saying that. And I I love your work. So this is, this is going to be a really good conversation. I'm excited about it. Offline, you and I will often get together. We'll get together off recording, I guess, <laughs> but online and talk about all of the similar challenges and experiences that we've had in our lives. And it, it all has to do with inner work. It all comes back to our own personal inner work. And yeah. I know for myself, I credit a lot of things. Well, I credit everything that I've accomplished to the inner work that I've done. For me, that's speaking, that's coaching, doing workshops for yourself is probably something similar, including publishing a book. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Jill, like what would you say is inner work to you or when did you become aware of inner work? Well, I think I
1: really became aware of inner work, maybe around 2013. It kind of came in stages. Like I've been doing work on myself, you know, just ever since I was a teenager, but not really being aware that I was consciously doing inner work until maybe around 2013, when I came across Louise Hayes' Mm -hmm. book, uh, Mm -hmm. You Can Heal Your Life. And it was just, it was so weird how I came across it. So funny, I was running out the door. I was late for a class and I remember seeing 50 Cent on Oprah. And it was so clear because he was talking about, you know, his mind is a magnet and he has mantras and he reads books and stuff like that. And I'm thinking like, and I'm like halfway out the door and I can hear him and I'm thinking, well, I do those things. I have mantras Mm -hmm. and I believe that my mind is a magnet because I've had this kind of belief and it's been with me since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I kind of had this belief that You know, you can create amazing things for your life. Mm -hmm. And, but I'd never heard anybody talk about it before. Mm. So when he was talking about that to Oprah, it just caught my mind. And I stopped, I grabbed a piece of paper and I wrote down some of the authors that he was talking about. And then Mm -hmm. I went out the door and I went to go teach my class. I decided I didn't have a bookstore near me. So I phoned my mom. I was like, mom, can you get these two books for me? One was by Deepak Chopra and it was the seven laws of spiritual success and then the other was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. So she got the books for me next time she went into the city, because I'm from up north, five hours away from a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And back then we didn't really have like access to Amazon or Audible. You couldn't just like get a book at your fingertips. Like I mm-hmm. had to wait for in the snail mail. So she sent the book to me and I'd started reading it. And I was thinking like, wow, this is, this is the way I think. This is what I'm thinking about. And somebody actually wrote about it. And I was just amazed. So I didn't know what affirmations were until I read her book. I started doing affirmations around that time. And once I started doing them, they changed my life. And it kind of snowballed, you know, every other great thing that ever happened in my life started just from a tiny affirmation of me telling myself, you are worthy, Mm -hmm. you can do it you know, you're allowed to believe in yourself. You're allowed mm-hmm. to tell yourself that you can be all of these great things. Cause I used to think that you weren't allowed, you know, you weren't allowed yeah. to tell yourself that you could, you could do something. Cause if you did, then that meant you were gloating or you were mm-hmm. being too proud and conceited.
0: Yes. conceited. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like I just, my whole body just feels <laughs> like it's vibrating because this conversation is just so exciting to me. And I love that you said like you heard someone talking about it and then you thought to yourself, I do that. And that was my experience, too. So I think for anyone listening who's not familiar with the phrase inner work, one of the ways that I would describe it is it's sort of private work. It's work that happens inside. So healing work, a lot of that sort of thing. That's inner work my journey for coming to knowing this journey or or being more aware on this journey was similar mine started with the movie the secret and it was very much how you described it and and it actually almost identical so i'm listening to the movie and everyone was just so positive and i had so much negativity around me my whole my whole life up until my this was in my late 20s i can't remember the year i I remember listening to it. And just like you said, I was thinking to myself, I do those things. What the movie had done for me was gave me like terminology or ways to communicate it and that sort of thing. I literally watched that movie every single day for probably six months, every single day, because There was so much negativity in my life. I liked the way the people in the movie were thinking. I liked the way they were framing language. And I was really trying to rewire my brain to that. So I needed to listen to it every single day until I was like, I need more. I need more. And I did the same thing that you did as I started writing down the authors that were starred in the movie and then following Mm -hmm. all of their stuff. (laughs) Exciting. That's exciting memory. So um, it doesn't it
1: just bring back those memories of almost like a rebirth?
0: Yeah, even though they become everyday practices, because I'm I'm assuming you also become became obsessed with this mm-hmm. and wanted to do something with it. Like if I know this, this makes me so much more in control of my life. Yes, and wanting to share
1: everything I've learned because I changed my life so dramatically after that mm-hmm. that I felt like I can't just keep this secret all to myself. Yeah. I needed to share and I needed to share it in big ways.
0: So what kind of things did you change and how did you do it? Tangibly, what exactly did you do?
1: I want to back up for just a second. When you were talking about the inner work, it really just struck me is that I was displaying success to the outer world, but inside I was a mess. I realized that around 2013, like around that time, I had a lot of outward success. I was a university professor. I had a master's degree. I had a home that me and my husband had um, gotten a a house with the help of my dad and my brother. You know, so you could look at me and think, man, she has, she has her shit together. You know, she's, she's got it all. She's, you know, living the dream Mm -hmm. inside. I was really struggling because I had no self-esteem. I had really low self-esteem. So everything that was being displayed on the outside was me trying to prove to people that I had everything going on. Once that happened in 2013, the stuff that was projected on the outside, like I started doing all the inner work and then everything on the inside was in balance with stuff on the outside. You kind of get what?
0: Yeah. It's like one of the phrases that I've come to know that as is arguing for your limits. So you you have these limits in your life. I'm only allowed to be this good. And then you argue for it in the way that you're always trying to justify or prove something.
1: I was just kind of reliving a really unhealthy lifestyle. I didn't get enough sleep. I used to gamble a lot. I would smoke. I would take off from my house all the time because I was like, I have a lot of kids um, all together. I have eight between me and my husband. Mm -hmm. and so my house is just like never ending laundry never ending you know I want I need I want this I need this cleaning up cooking so I turned to things like gambling and stuff as an escape and Mm -hmm. I would like you know do all my laundry do all the cooking all the cleaning and then and then I was like okay well now I need to do something to my for myself Mm -hmm. and then I would you know leave after the kids were all in bed and treat myself because I was like well I'm a good mom I deserve this. I started developing a really unhealthy lifestyle. I noticed that I kept on getting worse because I wouldn't get enough sleep. And then I would just I would start doing it every day. And then I would be grouchy when I got home. And then I'd be arguing with my husband because I'm grouchy. I'm tired. Kids are hungry. Everything needs to be done. And it was just like, I was asking myself, like, is this all there is in my life? Am I just a housewife? And you know, this is this is all that there is for me. And And once I started doing the inner work, I asked myself some of the questions, like, what do I want? Mm. You know, because I kind of, I had everything I thought I wanted. I I had reached my goals by then. I had a house and I had uh, a career and I hit the financial goal. Like I had a financial goal for myself and I hit that. So I had all my goals were reached, but I was very unfulfilled on the inside and I didn't know why. So I had to ask myself, like, what is it that you really, really want? What is it that you want? Like, why mm. did you do all this stuff? And I realized that I, I didn't do it for the right reasons. So I, I began to ask myself those questions. And what came out of it was that I want to write a book and I want to be healthy. I want to be, I want to lose some weight. I want to be able to have energy and I want to be motivated. I want to quit smoking. Like I had those kinds of goals. Mm -hmm. So my very first affirmations were, I'm healthy, I'm motivated, I'm creative, you know, and I didn't want to just say like, I had to really back up and start from the beginning, Mm -hmm. because I was like, Oh, I really want to lose weight, but I had zero motivation. And I really want to write a book. But I had you know, my mind was so chaotic and so jumbled, like, how was I supposed to even get a complete sentence into my head? Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to back up and I just had to ask for, I need it. I need to be healthy. I need my creativity back and I, I need motivation because I need more. I need a starting point to Mm -hmm. actually get myself up out of bed onto a treadmill or get motivated to pick up a pen and make time and just start writing. So I started doing that, that affirmation. I'm healthy. I'm motivated. I'm creative. And within six months I had quit smoking. I lost 20 pounds I And I started writing the tale of tiger lily. Wow. Wow. That's and, incredible. Yes. And then after that, you know, as I got healthier and healthier, my affirmations started to get bigger and more clearly defined. I started creating affirmations for myself that, you know, I wanted to start helping people because I was starting to really, really heal myself on the inside and discover myself, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Discover what I really want for myself. It, it was all about like really having those conversations. Like, what do I really, really want?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not what, I, what do I want everybody to see? What do I want? What do I want out of this life? Wow. That's very yeah. cool. It's kind of where I started my workshops too. They snowballed up after that. Because mm-hmm. once I started healing myself and I started thinking like, how can I help? That was my next question in my mm-hmm. life was, how can I help? mm mm-hmm can I help others? And I thought to myself, you know, you have a lot to offer. You have an education, you're already a teacher, so you know how to put together a program. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I have my own experiences, you know, finding myself and healing myself that maybe you could just put together a program and start helping young people. Mm -hmm. so that's basically what I did is just I sat down one day Mm -hmm. and I decided to create a workshop and then I was thinking as a teacher I've been to a lot of workshops so Mm -hmm. I know what's good and what isn't right yeah like I'm gonna make it as fun and as exciting as I can you're gonna learn stuff and I created my workshop Awaken the Spirit in 2015. Mm -hmm. I started taking it out on the road and I had a couple of friends that work in CFS, and I asked if I could do a workshop with some young people and see if it works.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I would tweak it every time and just Mm -hmm. like better and better and better. And pretty soon I was traveling all over Manitoba doing the workshop with young people and getting some really good feedback. Um, I remember one. Uh lady from social assistance, she phoned me and she said that her numbers from ages 18 to 29 on welfare were cut in half after going through my workshop. Wow. So, yeah, that's when I knew that's I was amazing success. Yeah. Holy so, smokes. Just, so from there it kind of just got bigger and bigger. And now I do like a training program. So I train trainers. So that Mm -hmm. they can take my workshop and they can take it back into their community.
0: Mm -hmm. Excellent. It
1: all started because I did that inner work on myself, you know, way Mm -hmm. back when. And I can definitely 100% credit my success, you know, to just to doing that work. And it's not just the affirmations. It's like other work too, like gratitude, practicing Mm -hmm. gratitude, practicing acceptance, practicing things like you know,
0: that phrase, what other people think of you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one took me a really long way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like what you're talking about. And I what I'm hearing, and I'm wondering if you would use the same language when you think about the inner work and asking yourself difficult questions, because that's that's a lot of what that is, right, is it's different to proclaim negative affirmations that takes you in one direction and you can start with affirmations that's one way to start at. i 100% believe that and support that but it's also asking yourself questions that nobody else is asking you like what do you want and also building the strength or building i'm trying to find the right word like the the connection with your intuition the trust with your intuition right? Faith. Would you say that intuition is a, is something that you use as part of your language every day? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. And especially like the signs when I get like signs mm. and, and um, maybe little nudges from the universe showing me that I'm on the right track.
0: Mm. So what kind mm-hmm. of signs and, and you probably if, if you've heard all the podcasts, you've heard Steph Robbins, which I believe was in episode number two. And she says everything is a sign until it's not a sign, which is the most funniest thing you can say. But I'm so much like that, too. Like I'm I wouldn't say that I'm always looking for signs, but if I see a sign, I'm aware of it. So what are your signs? What are things that you see?
1: Um, some things that I see is I will open up my phone. And, uh, there will be a website that I know that I didn't search up, Mm -hmm. but it'll be exactly what I was looking for, or I'll get a message or a phone call and it'll be like the answer to a question that I was asking a couple of days ago, Hmm. or somebody will show up in my life. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the fun stuff is when, you know, I feel like I'm looking for something or I'm looking for an answer and then somebody will show up in my life that I didn't expect and we'll have a conversation and then they'll just out of nowhere kind of give mm-hmm. me that answer mm-hmm. like and that kind of stuff has happened with you mm-hmm. like all of a sudden you'll be like hey you want to connect oh I have this great story I'm going to tell you okay. I don't share shared this with you before okay this really great story of that I was waiting to share with you but I hadn't had a chance to because we're always so busy talking about everything <laughs> All the things. (laughs) Okay, so I was working with a coach, Um, my very first coach that I have ever worked with, I started working with a coach. And one of my things that I was talking about was that I didn't have anyone in my life that thought the way that I did. Anybody in my life that uh, thought or did things that I did Mm -hmm. were people in my books,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. or people
1: on my Instagram or, or stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody in my life or anybody near me that I could just talk to about things,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and just like, and about dreams and aspirations and all the, like the really fun stuff. Right. My coach is saying, well, is there anybody on your Instagram that lives nearby you that you could connect with, that you'd like to be friends with? And I was like, well, there's this really cool girl. Her name is Jessica. (laughs) I said, I follow her on Instagram. I said, she seems like she's just like me. And she's around my age and she's also an indigenous person. I said, she seems like she would be, you know, a really cool friend. That's so cool. So then my coach was saying, well, you need to text her. You need to hit her up. You need to like, just, you know, send her a DM or whatever and ask her, would you like to maybe get grab coffee or or something sometime? So I I had a, a meeting with my coach and the meeting deadline was coming up. And then I was like, oh, shit. I'm supposed to contact Jessica and I know she's gonna ask me, you know, my just gonna ask me about this and I haven't done it yet. It was, I was so busy. So then I picked up my phone and I was going to message you. I was gonna DM you and then all of a sudden you're in my DMs, you're like, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, oh my God I my <laughs> Oh my God, that's so cool. It is. So I was like, oh my God, then that's when we started our friendship and I was wow. like, oh, and I was thinking like I was calling her into my life, but I'm wondering if she was calling in somebody to her life at the same time. And that's kind of how. Yeah, we probably that,
0: way. that. I love that. That's a freaking great story. And I'm trying to remember, like, I don't know why I would have messaged you. I can't remember. Probably just engaging in each other's posts or something like that. A wow. lot of and A lot of similarities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I love that because. So the inner work is like, it's not, it's not just about you. And I mean, I know that I resonate and I connect with other women who, who have that, that inner work, but that connection with intuition, with universe, like God creator universe. When I pray, that's what I say, God creator universe. So the inner work, it's not just about us and our head and normalizing what's going on, but it's about connecting with a bigger wisdom that we don't even know right because there's a lot of things I do in my life where I have no idea why I'm doing it but my intuition because I've worked so hard to stay connected to that to trust it I just do things my intuition's like yep this is what you should do like today I made a reel took my dog for a walk this morning and and I got this idea and my belief is that that idea that's inspiration that came from the universe Like to me, that's, that's where my inner work has gotten me. And I think in life, we, we think that we're supposed to know, we're supposed to know the answers. We're supposed to know if I go that way, this is where I'm going to end up. We think that we're supposed to know all these things, but I think a successful life is trusting your intuition and just going with it. That's what I've been doing. Would you say that you do the same thing? Yes.
1: And that's how, and that's how I wrote my book is.
0: When I, when I was
1: writing my book, I had a lot of, there was a lot of ideas and stuff that came to me and I would go sit by the river and I would, um and I would write my book and I would pray and I would meditate and I would ask for some guidance. And then sometimes the things that I would write, sometimes they were dark. Some of the events that happened in my book, sometimes it's, mm-hmm. it gets a bit dark and it gets a bit heavy. And I really write about things that people just don't expect when you pick up that book, like mm-hmm. it does not what you expect. That's very true yeah yeah but a lot but it came from it came from a place where I was just putting my faith in the ideas that were coming to me and I was trusting the universe and like you say God creator universe uh, I do the same thing and I was just trusting that those stories that were coming were were coming from the right place so I decided to to put them in in my book and not to question Yeah, and not to to care so much what other people were going to think when they read it, because I had to trust where the story was coming from. Because I was really afraid. I was really afraid when I was getting ready to put the book out. And I was afraid of the lateral violence from my own people. It's funny because I didn't really think about anybody else reading it. I was so, I was so worried about the people that knew me. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about what they were going to think. And I didn't even think about any, like, the <laughs> rest of the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was thinking, thank God I didn't, though. But um, <laughs> And I had to do that inner work to in order to get that book out because, like, it was another hurdle to jump over when I had that little piece of resist, a resistance in front mm-hmm. of me telling me, like, everybody's going to judge you when they read this mm-hmm say, are they going to be offended? Are you going to be, they going to be offended because you wrote that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Are they going to be offended because you wrote about something like ceremony or something? I, I was really afraid of that. And then, um, so I had to do more inner work in order to get over that hurdle again. And I had to reach out to some people and, and ask them like, just for guidance and for some wisdom I really needed. And this was where I utilized, People that were older and wiser than me, I reached out to some people and got their perspective and I just, I allowed them to share their views with me and I soaked it all in. And then a boom, I had that, that confidence again that I needed to, to, to put my book out there Mm -hmm. because sometimes we don't have it all in ourselves and
0: we have to look elsewhere sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I like that you said you had to come to a point where you had to stop worrying about about what other people are going to think. And that I believe when I say healing is a lifestyle, that's part of it, right? Like it's ongoing. It's never, uh, you know, you do it once and then you're, you're fit for life, right? Like, no, it's ongoing repeat lessons (laughs) over and over. Yeah. It comes in waves, but it's, it's also like, it's so much about trusting your intuition. So trusting the spiritual and and not trusting the physical. So when I say that I don't know if I'm getting too woo woo when I say yeah, that yeah. but I do have a little story that I want to share that I've had these experiences in my life that have like just shown me like they've been really big like a like a huge crux like just to kind of pivot everything that I believed in. So and I'm really bad with dates. I lost my grandma a few years ago. My grandma was my most favorite person in the world, and I I have always felt her with me. So it's been a couple of years. I, I, I feel her with me very, very often. There was a time where, like months after she had passed away, but I was having a tough day. I was just feeling really emotional. At the end of the day, I came home, and my boyfriend at the time was asking, how was my day? How was your day today? And that's when I just let it out. I just started bawling and I was like, I miss my grandma. I just didn't want to hold it back anymore. So I cried for about 30 seconds, like sobbing, like ugly cry. I literally heard this voice in my head loud and clear. And it said, you're thinking about the physical. You should be thinking about the spiritual and i immediately stopped crying and i've never cried for my grandma since because i knew at that point my grandma is always with me and when i want her with me if i don't not that i've never felt her not with me but i know i can just call on her and that has been incredible for me that's been a huge lesson for me and and a reminder stop thinking of the physical focus on the spiritual it reminds me that everything is spiritual mm-hmm. and and i i kind of half joke. And I've been saying this for years is I like to keep my head in the clouds and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Like I, there's half the time. I don't know what's going on in the world, but if (laughs) I, if I wake up crappy and I spend two hours in the morning on my spirit, that's a win then it doesn't matter what happens after that, because I've done the inner work. And and to me, that's survival. And there's no going back, right? Like, would you say the same for yourself? Like, once you know this stuff, (laughs) there's no going back. Yeah. And then
1: it takes practice. Because I remember when I first started doing the work on myself, I would have I would forget, I would go, you know, days, weeks, months, or whatever, not doing stuff. And then I would have to revisit and then and but now it's daily. It's mm-hmm. every day and it's automatic. Mm-hmm. Every day of my life, I wake up and before my feet hit the floor, I say everything that I'm grateful for. And I thank God, the creator the universe for my husband mm-hmm. and my children, my life, everything. And I do that every single day. And I have been doing that every single day for a couple of years. I remember being in the very beginning when it was hard. I remember um, one of my first exercises was to write down five things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I got up to number three and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to be grateful for. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I'm like, I couldn't even get past number three without having to like think really hard. Yeah. And then now it's just like I can spout out things that I'm grateful for all day long.
0: Yeah. And In a new way, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just you know, and it, I always have this, um, just this knowing now that it doesn't, even when I'm upset or angry, it's not going to last very long. Like it's not going to ruin my whole day. You know, like, like every day is going to be a great day. There's going to be little bumps here and there, but I used to think back on my former self and it was grouchy and <laughs> victim. I was like, oh, everything's happening to me. I have such a horrible life and I'm Mm -hmm. so this and I'm so that, and Mm -hmm. myself a pity party all the time. Mm -hmm. And now I couldn't imagine ever being that person again.
0: Right. Cause you've developed those strategies to, to be aware that this is, this is not where your compass is going. This is just a, a, a blip sort of thing. Yeah
1: and it does take practice. It definitely is something that you have to consciously practice Mm -hmm. in order for it to become part of your life.
0: Yeah. So I'm wondering for people who are listening, whether they have maybe touched the surface of looking and exploring that inner work, maybe they're still at the early stages, maybe they're, you know, right where we are. And that's fabulous. But for Mm -hmm. people who are at the beginning stage, I want to try to give some support on how to get over that hump. Because like you just said, there's days where it's like, I don't believe this shit. This is not working. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. I'm wasting my time. And everybody else gets it, but I don't get it. Like, it's just not working. Right. So I know for me, it was consistency. It was allowing myself to have a breakdown and I can never remember my episode numbers, but I I have uh you know how to have a breakdown in one of my podcasts because I I know how valuable having a breakdown is allowing yourself to just spew all this shit, get it out, because you have to move that energy. But because it's what I knew, and I I felt like my heart, my spirit, like inside my body was literally pulling me. So even if there was days that felt like shit. I felt that spirit inside saying, okay, you know, are you done your temper tantrum? It's time to get back. But so gentle, right? Mm -hmm. As I was going through that, it also in my head, I was doing a lot of comparing when I was like 19 or 20, I went to church for about five years and, and that was, it was scary. It was scary because if I believed in Jesus, it meant I had to believe in hell and all of it was scary and it was so uncomfortable, but as I was going through and, and no offense to anyone who is who is Christian and that's your belief. But when it comes to God creator universe, it's gentle. It's so gentle and it's so quiet and peaceful. And it also feels right. That's what I always felt that it always felt right. For me, it was consistency and sort of that gentle calling. How did you cope throughout that time?
1: I, I can relate to, you know, some of the things that you talk about just in my own upbringing and stuff with my beliefs And my husband is very, very religious. And I'm still somebody that um, I have different religious beliefs, different cultural beliefs. And I'm kind of open to everything. So when I pray to God creator universe, uh, I just I don't know if I do it because I'm trying to please other people by saying that or if I'm trying to please myself, but it
0: works. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's so we'll start to wrap up but one of the things that i wanted to just make a comment on and it was something that that you've said and and we've probably talked about this before as well but when you go on a healing journey it's sometimes difficult to recognize that not everyone is going to go on that journey with you and as much as we we learn something new and we're like oh my god this is changing my life I've never felt this good. Just, you know, something incredible. And we want we want to tell everyone, like, just do this, do what I'm doing. And, and we'll, you know, hold hands and skip through life. And it's going to be wonderful. But not everyone is going to come with you on that journey. So what was recognizing that like for you? Or, or did you recognize that? It took a long time. It really did. Because for a long time, when
1: I was doing my workshops and stuff, I just felt really, really alone. And I would try bring people in on them with me. There was never anybody that really connected in the way that I connected to the work and toward the, to the work that I was doing. And I would call on my cousins. Like I have this great opportunity. Let's get together and let's do this. And my aunts and my friends, and I would always try to bring people in to my world. There was nobody that was biting. So I felt really, really alone. And I felt really lonely at times towards the end of that that's actually when you know when I met with my coach and she was saying that like make other friends then like if there's nobody around you that mm-hmm. is with you on this way of thinking then you have to look elsewhere and create a new circle of friends. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been trying to do. But another thing is when I was changing and I was doing the inner work, um my husband and I, we also went through a, a really big shift in our relationship to the point where I was <sighs> I could feel myself pulling away because I was growing so much as a person. I wasn't that same person, and I didn't want to stay in that same place anymore. Mm-hmm. In my in my home life, in my personal life, I don't know what kind of words we have, but I basically gave him an ultimatum: it's that you either grow with me, or we have to separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a couple, maybe a couple weeks of pushback from him in in there, maybe a couple months even. I can't really remember at the time, but. Eventually, it came to the point where he chose us and started doing the work on himself. That's beautiful. It is. And he does his own work in his own way. And mm-hmm. then I do my own thing. And we don't really talk about it a lot. I know that he's working on himself because every now and then we'll have these conversations and I could see his growth. I could see my growth and I I, I recognize the growth in our life, in our relationship. And, you know, the way we are with each other, the respect that we have with each other. It's so different mm-hmm. now than, you know, 10 years ago, like we're in a completely different place. And it's because, you know, we both are deciding to do the work. And there was this one morning I was waking up and all of a sudden I could feel him. He was holding my hand in, in his hands. He was holding it for a long time. And so I didn't want to move. I didn't want him to know that I was awake. And then <laughs> And then he let go of my hand and then he woke up and stuff. And and I knew that what he was doing was he was praying for us and oh he was praying God. for our
0: Oh my God. And I That's asked him beautiful. I like, do you, do you have
1: any Rituals that you do in the morning. He's like, Yeah. He said, I read my scriptures and I pray to God and I always uh, bless him for my marriage. Like I asked him to bless our marriage. And he oh was doing that. I didn't know that he was doing that. And then at the same time I'm doing that but I'm doing that in my own way.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. I'm almost crying. Oh, <laughs> I want a man like that. <laughs> God like, Creator, yeah, universe. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That the really crazy thing is, okay, I have, I have journals. I'm like you, I'm like a crazy journalist. <laughs> and I wrote down in my journal what I wanted in a man. And I wrote, I wanted communication. I wanted a family. I wanted somebody who understood me, blah, blah, blah. Like a, I had a list. And then I remember when my husband and I were going through like really dark times in the beginning of our relationship and looking at that list and finding it and thinking, feeling really sad because it wasn't him. And then I was thinking like, it's, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. That this isn't him because I already knew that there was a lot of power in the things that I wrote down.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: what I wanted, and I remember wanting, writing those specific things down. This is what I want from my husband. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him thinking he wasn't all of those things. And I felt sad. And then so when I was moving last year, and I found my journal again and I opened it up to the same things that I want in a man. Yeah. And he all of those things.
0: Oh, it's that's like so beautiful, he grew, like grew into all oh. of those things because he did his inner work on himself. That's amazing, which is also a yeah. result of you doing your inner work. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to get to one more question. I want to ask you about inner work with regards to confidence and communication. I want you to think about where you feel most confident in in your life and in everything that you do, what inner work you had to do to get there. But in the way that you're giving advice to someone who's like, I want to grow in this area, where do I start? What do I do? I think that what you show on the outside
1: radiates from whatever is inside. So if you have that confidence and you've done the inner work on yourself, it's going to radiate and it's going to shine no matter what you do. I really feel like that because some you, you know, like sometimes you meet somebody and you can tell what kind of person they are by the way mm-hmm. they talk to you. Or mm-hmm. by the way they you converse with them and all they do is complain mm-hmm. so then you can tell oh they must have you know some ugliness that they're really hanging on to inside and mm-hmm.
0: must have a miserable
1: a mm-hmm. miserable things right now yeah and then you come across somebody where they just radiate positive energy and you want to be around them and you want to in their presence and you want to listen to whatever they say and you want to you gravitate towards them. So I really think that when you do the inner work, like whatever, it's going to shine in whatever you do regardless. So I find that when um, I wanted to get up on stage where I never thought I would be somebody that gets up on stage, I was like, I was really scared. But I realized that confidence really comes also from knowledge. Like when you have like a really, a really solid knowledge base on something and you're passionate about it, once you get up there, like that also, that also comes out. It's also made me realize that I need to stay in my lane, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Thanks to your program, like I no longer say yes to things that I don't have a really solid knowledge base on or that Mm -hmm. I don't feel passionate about because I used to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Like somebody wants me to go talk about computers. Oh, okay, I'll go. I'll go talk about computers right now. It's like I, I really do stay in my lane because that's when you're the most confident is When you have a really solid knowledge base and it shines and it comes out Mm -hmm. and the passion comes out and then you don't have to worry so much because it'll, it'll be more, it'll be natural. You don't want to sit there and listen to somebody that's reading off a paper or or
0: so rehearsed. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. I think that's great.
1: If I could leave somebody with some advice, like somebody, some advice for people that are starting out is I like those. I like quotes. I'm a real, I'm a quote fanatic. Um, Some of my favorite ones are there are seven days in a week and someday isn't one of them Mm. or don't put off till tomorrow. What can be done today? And those are all basically like, don't wait, just do it. Right. It's today. Do one little thing each day. Mm -hmm. Because it, it builds up it builds up to this enormous um, task. And that's just kind of like inner work too. do one small thing for yourself. And in time, it'll build up to you becoming this powerful powerhouse of a person because you've done all of those
0: little things that have. Yeah, that's what I call compound interest. Because, because lately, like I've been going up and down in, in my excitement, I guess. And anytime I feel down, I'm like, you know what, I've already built up compound interest. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much. This was a very fun conversation. Thanks for being here and being on the podcast on your favorite podcast. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm excited to share it with everybody. So thank you. Thank you. I'm excited too. So I want to share with those of you who are listening, that I have a program called Next Level Self. I am very much known for my speaking up program, a lot of the speaker training that I do, but the Next Level Self program is sort of, it's the inner work program. It's the the program that's behind the scenes. I take you through the prompts. I take you through the questions. There is homework, but it's building new habits. And everything that Jill and I talked about in this episode, if you're not feeling it yet, or you're ready to feel it deeper, the Next Level Self program will take you there. So you can find that by following me at jessicadumas01 on Instagram. And uh, me and Jill look forward to hearing your feedback on our session. So thanks so much and can't wait to chat next week. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, Ego Merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at Jessica Dumas one because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.